Welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast, brought to you by Yui Insurance. Trustpilot rated us five stars for performance. Now that's an impressive stat. For a better insurance experience, think Yui. It is NRL Fantasy Podcast time once again. The Tuesday teams have just dropped for round two. My name's Chris Kennedy in the studio with Don Brock to run through all the big changes. Uh, Don, probably not too many surprises, but certainly some changes, plenty of them forced. Yes, one or two surprises in there, uh, CK, but uh, yeah, mostly, as you say, uh, injury or uh, judiciary-related changes, as expected. A few little interesting tweaks, though. A lot of fantasy stuff to talk about as well, so... um Straight into it on Why Thursday not? night, the Dragons and the Rabbitohs out there at Cogra, aka Netstrata Jubilee Stadium. I'll be there. Um, not a lot of changes. Hopefully, for the last time in a long time, I'm going to mention that Tyson Frizzell has a ruptured testicle and is missing. Look forward to not saying that again it just for a hurts while. To hear it, doesn't it? Um, Blake Laurie into the starting team. Um, certainly a, a big reprieve in terms of um, Jacob Host's job security. I had him as one to potentially avoid, given that we're expecting Corbin back to start, Frizzell back to an edge, and Host back to a bench. But with um, uh, Frizzell now also injured, you'd think when Corbin comes back, it's probably for Blake Laurie, I think. So are we leaning towards Host as being the better of those two possible cheapies? Yeah, I think so. Laurie actually outscored Host 50-40 uh, to 40 mm. last week. They both were quite good in fantasy. Uh, Host played big minutes, maybe high 60s, I yep, think. Yep. Uh, Laurie only played 40 minutes but got through a lot of work. Uh, 50 points, great start. Yeah, um, our guess would be uh, Corbin Sims comes in at lock next week. When he's available, Laurie goes back to the bench. But as we saw last week, he can score quite well from the bench anyway. So there's a bit to like in both of them. Host does start, and he is cheaper. Um, his job security, as you say, is pretty good now for the next, what, six weeks or something until... Yeah, at least four. Yeah, four to six. Exactly, until uh, Tyson Frizzell's back. So mm. Host looks like a good cheapie this week. We kind of talked him down, as you said, last week. But uh, that job security has improved a lot. Things change quickly mm-hmm. in this game. Um, the Bunnies are pretty much as they were last week, although potential cheapy Corey Allen slips out of the 17 for Kyle Turner. He only got a few minutes for, I think, a score of two last week. So he's in plenty of teams. Those people will be hoping that there's some kind of backline injury because he's probably next cab off the rank for pretty much anyone in the back five. Um, everyone else played well, though. Braden Burns, really good at centre. Um, bit, bit of a sneaky under-the-radar cheapy mm-hmm. there. Um G.I. is obviously going to be in the team when he's fit. Um, Gagai, probably a better winger than he is a centre. Um, not too many fantasy opportunities coming this way. Yeah, the team's pretty settled. Um, most of the fantasy guns uh, played well last week. Um, Cameron Murray got 56 and a try. Sam Burgess a try as well, 54. Damien Cook, 57. Adam Reynolds, 63. If, mm. he, um, you know, if the Rabbitohs keep playing like that, he's going to be one of those keeper halves if he can keep scoring around 50 or above. Um, yeah, Burns is an interesting one. Dual position, available uh, winger fullback, which is a bit tricky this year, and centre, which suddenly is not tricky at all. There are lots of centre options. Stacked. Stacked. But, um, yeah, so 39 up front with no tries, no try assists. Very promising for him. So, And he's about the same price, a bit more expensive than Jack Bird, who's another good cash cow in good form that um, 
Yeah, yeah, he's much more popular, I think, than than Burns. So, mm. bit to like there at Souths. A little bit. Have a look at uh, the first Friday game. The Raiders up against the Storm, six p.m. down there in the nation's capital. And Jordan Rapiner, fantasy gun, mm. back roughly ten weeks early from initial <laughs> estimates. I think probably more like two weeks early from our most recent estimates. Um, and due back, you would think on general form from um, shoulder recos, he's actually due back about now. It's been I think just over four months, so shouldn't be all that surprising that he's back. What that means is possible cheapy Bailey Simonson is out even sooner than what we would have expected. Um, otherwise, John Bateman was the story of the week. He was an absolute animal at lock forward. Yeah, exactly. He played 80 minutes at lock, uh, and in the NRL, it's pretty much him and Jake Borovic do that. Mm. Um, not that he does it week in, week out yet. We don't know. He's only played one game. Mm. but we saw He wound up at centre, didn't he, when Simmonson went That's off? That's true, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. So and he's he still is... got through 80 minutes and probably would have anyway. So. Exactly. He's um, Traditionally, he's a, was thought of more as an edge second rower slash centre. So mm. playing at lock was a little surprise. Playing massive minutes uh, is a very pleasant surprise. Got through a lot of work, um, 36 tackles, 150-odd metres, mm. tackle breaks as well. So he suddenly looks like not just a keeper in the centres, but... You know, possibly one of the elite scorers uh, in fantasy, and he's underpriced at the moment if he can score around 50 or even 45 a game. So, yeah, very good looking by this week. Um, Rapiner, yeah, the big shock of the week. Um, you know, he's been a fantasy force as well in the past. You know, he mm. needs the tries to do it, um, but, you know, tackle break king as well. So, one to keep an eye on. And uh, Chance Nickel Klockstadt, 40 points, a yep. uh, tiny bit of a, a dusty start, but really sort of worked his way into that role, busted a few tackles as the match went on. So 40 from a lower mid-range price player isn't too bad. Yeah, that's great. If he keeps doing that and you've got him in your team, he'll make a lot of money. So, um, you know, so far so good for him. Have a look at the Storm. They obviously uh, started with a bang, as they tend to do pretty much every year. Um, Bromwiches were scoring tries all over the place. Jerome Hughes was extremely good. Um you know, quite a few performers, but not too many cheapy or, or bargain performers. Yeah, um, it's yeah, it's more the proven customers really for mm. the, for the storm. Um, uh, Cameron Smith is the most proven of them. Sixty one, it's right on his break even, so you get what you pay for. Uh, Cameron Munster and Brodie Croft both did pretty well. Fifty and forty five for those two. Um, Munster is one of those guys who uh, could be a keeper. We thought in you know preseason with Billy Slater out, his him and Smith are the real two strike weapons in that team. Uh, Croft has had you know patches of scoring really well at the end of last season, and you know in his few cameos the year before started last year really badly, so his price is you know lowish. Mm. Um, so if you're up for a bit of a gamble I mean he's not one of those elite cash cows obviously but he's a bit underpriced yeah. for what he can give you uh, but yeah Smith is the real big one Brandon Smith's the other one he played half the game scored 43 mm. points kind of as a bench forward off the bench they've said already that they're going to give him more minutes than they have in the past they want to keep him at the club as you know essentially Cameron Smith's backup but um, you know he's better than a backup hooker so his minutes should be pretty good it's always risky buying a bench forward of any yeah. note he's not bargain either and there are cheaper bench forwards but better again a bit of a pod maybe um, a lot of questions coming in via the tweet machine about Curtis Scott so we'll get to him in more detail once we get to the questions at the end mm-hmm. um, big clash second game on Friday night Broncos and Cowboys absolutely always look forward to this one um, Josh McGuire and Jordan Carr who are up against their former team Brisbane have um, lost Matthew Lodge to a two-week suspension, which pushes to beat a Pango Jr. into the starting prop role. Um, Sean Fensom from the Cowboys makes his club debut for Brisbane 
on the interchange. Um, James Roberts name despite back spasms with Katoni Stags still on the interchange um, and up and coming absolute beast of a second rower David Fafita gets a chance in the run on side in place of Jaden Sua who was back to the bench. Yeah a lot happening there isn't it? So we were waiting for Pangai to get his chance in the starting team it's happened very quick he's at, uh, in the front row rather than lock mm. where uh, his minutes could be a little diminished uh, at prop but you know he's such a Devastating ball runner that he could um, score really well anyway. Um, again, David Fafita's got a higher potential than Jaden Sewer as well, so uh, one to watch there. Um, the high scorers uh, haven't budged in the team list, but Jack Bird was great last week, got yep. 50 odd, I think 48 he got downgraded to. Uh, and Gillett was a real surprise, played mm. about 70 minutes, uh, 60 points. Um, yeah, awesome start. Heaps of defend- defending, obviously, in that. Uh, lost to the Storm, but very promising signs from him. I don't know if Bird and Gillett scored a little better than they would have if James Roberts hadn't gone off injured so early. Bird became the you know senior centre to mm. uh, feed the ball to, but his running game was really rock solid. So, yeah, a lot of good signs there. Yeah, very encouraging for him. Um, Cowboys, a little bit disappointing um, in a few aspects, but um, that, that man, that monster, Jason <laughs> Tamalolo, made... All the difference, um, and Michael Morgan was obviously wonderful as well. Long kicking game, scored a try, um, nice and cheap after a injury affected last season. So he's in a lot of teams. Um, change wise, not a heap going on. Um, they've got they've named Josh McGuire on the bench as they did last week, but he obviously ended up starting last week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. They're named the same team that they named uh, last Tuesday. Are we guessing they're going to do the same thing this week and start Maguire again? I think Tamalolo mm. started on the edge yep. uh, last week and then moved into the middle. Um, it means he can play big minutes, but I don't know how much it really changed things in general. I don't think Maguire scored huge, but Tamalolo did. Um, he's obviously going to be a gun again this year if he continues anything like that. Um, Morgan pretty much must have at this yeah. point. Looks like an, you know one of the best scorers potentially and very cheap mm, even without the try he was um, scored a lot better than his break even so yep. it's good to have uh, Jordan Carr who admittedly did spend a little bit of time off getting a uh, head injury assessment but still um, work rate was about what we've come to expect yes. over his previous six years of his general career yeah ended with 22 which is kind of okay for his break even but you want 30s for mm. him to uh, be worth having for much longer so he's not a must sell by any Stretch, but give him a week or two, and if he hasn't started showing signs of improvement, then move him on. It's kicking off Saturday uh, at Shark Park with the Sharks against the Titans. Someone's going to be zero and two after this one. Sharks a little bit disappointing last week. Fafita was a monster in the front row. Britton Nakora in the second row, just yeah. the fantasy what a story of the week. Just about how good. Um, if he's not in your team, buy him now. Buy him right now. Stop listening to the podcast and buy him even. <laughs> Don't do that. Well, you can just keep listening to the yeah. podcast. <laughs> this is what the podcasts are for. Uh, exactly right. Um, changes pretty much unchanged? They are unchanged. No changes at all, yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, they didn't get the result they wanted, but they were happy enough with the team to leave it as is. Um, yeah, Fafita's great captaincy option, uh, you know, especially in those kind of low-scoring grind mm. games. Got through a lot of tackles. Good was, minutes. Yeah, exactly. Um, Nakora was, you know, amazing for a base price uh, second rower, especially when you can put in the centres. Capel's 42 was pretty solid as well. So, uh, yeah, take low 40s every week on definitely. his price and then sell him in a few, you know, four to six weeks. Yep. 
Um, Sean Johnson. I know he's in a lot of teams. Mm. I, I think we've said previously in this podcast that uh, when a half changes clubs, they tend to start a little bit slow. Now, we know Sean Johnson is elite in terms of his fantasy potential, but always a risk that he was going to have a quiet game or two. Like, he might get 80 this weekend. Who knows? But Who knows, yeah. um, I guess stick with him if you've got him. Titans, well, they're up against it after losing both of their halves. Mm. Um, Ash Taylor was probably unlikely to play from a few days out and didn't play, and then losing Tyron Roberts at the start, they um, they didn't offer a lot. Uh, their forwards, perhaps surprisingly, didn't offer too much mm. either. Um, no one made a lot of metres. They were they were stinging in uh, in tackles early on, and then they all sort of dropped off. Um, Riley Jacks is the, um, the saviour at number seven. AJ Brimson starts again. Um... Jai Arrow was a little bit of a concern. Ryan James is not going to be a fantasy force out on that edge, I don't think, especially with those minutes. Yeah, his scoring dropped a lot, Ryan James. Um, Arrow's minutes were okay, 55 minutes, scored 45 points. Ideally, if you got him, you're hoping for you know 55 points in 65 minutes. Uh, he can play big minutes. He did for uh, the first half of last season, so hopefully that starts trending upwards. Otherwise, you can start looking at these cut price options who are scoring just as much or more mm. and think uh, is it worth a trade uh, not this week for mine Nathan Peets got 57 which was uh, very mm. good Played in 80 minutes 80. which obviously was boosted I mean he was probably playing 80 anyway with no hooker on the bench but losing a half and new utility comes straight on into the halves yeah and he, he probably will again this week they've got Philip Sammy I think is their bench utility which is uh, a little different so yeah he can mm. play 80 he's reasonably cheap um, they do have Mitch Rain there who they could use at any time, so there's a little bit of a risk, but not the worst left-field option for a hooker, Mitchell, uh, Nathan Peets. Mm, and Bryce Cartwright came on inside 20 minutes and played out the game. Yeah. Did he score any points? I don't know. No, 28 or okay. something. Yeah, see, don't get Cartwright. <laughs> <laughs> Correct answer. Knights v Panthers on uh, Saturday up at McDonald Jones Stadium. Um, Knights, some good signs. Did some good stuff. Mm. Um, they've unfortunately lost Daniel Saifidi uh, for about a month. Herman S.A.S.A., who was probably the unlucky man in, in round one, comes in on the bench. Um, David Clemmer did very big things, which I'm going to say isn't quite sustainable. I think he's going to go well this year, but that was, to me, overs. Um, Fitzgibbon was worryingly quiet if you own him. Mm. Um, Ponga and Pierce and Watson also. Yeah, it kind of sums up their game. Their, their defence was really solid. Uh, their go forward was really good. Ergo, David Clemmer scored quite well. His minutes were quite high as well. Their attack just didn't click at all, really, especially in that first half. So... Fitzgibbon, who's you know an attacking weapon in, in the second row, didn't make any busts or line breaks. Uh, Ponger and Pierce were both a bit off with their last tackle plays, so low scores there. Connor Watson, again, didn't get involved that much. Um, he can be a real tackle-breaking tackle weapon yeah. on his day, but that wasn't his day. Uh, Sione Mataudia scored mid-30s, yeah. which is not great if you've got him as one of your you know dual-position centres. You want a bit more involvement there. So, yeah, nothing you know really... Uh, distressing if you've got them in your team. I think Fitzgibbon's a hold, Watson's a hold. You know, if you did get Ponga, he's a hold as well, but hopefully their attack starts to click in the next few weeks. For sure. And Penrith, um, they really shot themselves in the foot. Heaps of errors, heaps mm. of really poorly timed errors, letting the Eels off the hook and or giving Eels attacking chances and, you know, basically pinning themselves in their own end with um, with errors and, and penalties. Um, Tamo was a beast. He made what, mm. was it, 56 tackles and yeah, huge. played a huge chunk of the game, scored a try as well. I think equal top scorer for the yep, week with 92. With 92. Um, if you took a pun on Dylan Edwards being a cut price keeper at the back, he started 
poorly with a quiet game. Um, Cleary did what Cleary does, which was scrape up to about 50 without really doing a great deal, which is exactly what you want from a, a fantasy premium half. Um, Hame Sele, who um, I know a few people rushed into their uh, squads when he was named to start. Uh, we already broke his arm. He hasn't broken his arm and he's named it lock, so he turns out uh, to be a hold. Yes, one to watch if you've got him, whether he stays in that starting team, but you know, so far the signs are good. Um, yeah, I haven't got a lot to add there, really. I mean, Sione Katoa's back at... I was going to say Wade Hooker. Egan uh, scored well, but back to the bench. Yes, that's why you wouldn't buy Wade Egan with very little job security, and he looks like he's going to be a bench hooker for, for now. Um, yeah, they're attacking weapons. Yeah, Edwards, Josh Mansour scored uh, pretty poorly, but Penrith didn't attack well as well, so mm. uh, that should improve. Yeah, and Cleary, as you say, it's great signs for a game where he didn't really seem to do much at all. Um, still got through a lot of defence and kick metres and um, good score. So if Penrith, you know, click, he could his score could really start taking off. For sure, and uh, then we head out to Lotto Land, the Seagulls up against the Roosters. Uh, again, someone here is going to be 0-2 after this game. I'm tipping it's going to be Manly because the Roosters uh, weren't mm. too bad despite losing to South last week. Um, the back line was, well, had, had some struggles. I'm trying to be <laughs> diplomatic. Um, Brendan Elliott hatched a, a yeah. try that he really should have set up for uh, Brad Parker. Ruben Garrick, who is in my non-playing reserves, I was hoping for more than 10 points there. Hopefully he gets a bit more involved this week. Um, DC Even, who's one of those guys who mm. you generally hope can put up a score when his team doesn't go well, yep. uh, was quite score-wise as well. Marty Tapao, low minutes, as one of the probably top two front row guns. Yes. Um, he's going to benefit, you would think, from the uh, suspension to Adam Fenua Blake this week. Uh, Jake Travojevic was fine, I think 53 or so. Yep, um, can't complain too much, about a 50. Yeah. Um, yeah, Tapao's minutes were a bit of a uh, head-scratcher, played 45 minutes, um, which is fine for a prop, except that Fenua Blake, who you would have thought would have been the lesser of the two starting props, played about 60 minutes. Mm. Uh which you know resulted in his score being quite good, although he has picked up a suspension. So, Tapao should score better this week. He's obviously a hold, um, despite scoring 42, which is a little underwhelming. Um, otherwise, yeah, not a lot to love in that back line. Hopefully, if you've got Garrick, he gets uh, a try or two soon. Yeah, and uh, Manasseh Fanu was unavailable for round one for a disciplinary suspension. He's back on the bench in place of Trent Hawkinson. And uh, Corey Waddell, who apparently mm. was in line for a round one spot before fracturing a rib, uh, makes his debut on the bench. A um, little bit late for min-price cheapies, unless you've got an urgent sell, especially on the bench. Yeah, I mean, if he wows it this week, then one to consider later. But um, mm. yeah, certainly wouldn't be rushing him in at this stage. Uh, Roosters, not a great deal to write home about fantasy-wise. James Tedesco um, mm. brought a few coaches, including myself, unstuck. I'm expecting much better scoring this week uh, out at Lotto Land. Um, Latrell Mitchell was fine. Brett Morris was quiet if you took a punt on him. Uh, Jake Friend was the joint player of the yeah, week. Yeah, I'd write home 92. about Jake Friend's 92, I think. He <laughs> up 68 tackles, yeah. a try, two line breaks. I mean, he's not normally an attacking weapon mm. like that. It was kind of... Yeah, that game was kind of made perfectly for him, wasn't it? It was in the rain against a, a good team, which meant he had to, meant he yeah. had to defend a lot. Uh, the attack is that might be his best, one of his better attacking games of the season. Uh, 92 is a massive score. We can't really expect that to happen too many times. I mean, if the no. Roosters win this one by a lot, it's hard to see him making more than 50 tackles. And Probably more like low 30s, really, if he, they dominate. If so. they dominate, yeah. Um, so don't be surprised if his score drops down to... 40s this week. Um, Radley. Yeah, Radley. 
don't know. What do you thoughts? It, it wasn't good. So yeah. we talked about him a lot in the preseason, break even in the mid 30s, hoping that he was going to get uh, about 45 in 55 minutes. Uh, his minutes were okay. I yeah, think. he's fine. He came back on. He actually came back on for the final 11 minutes and didn't score a point in that 11 yeah. minutes, which a bit worrying. 28 is what he's finished on yeah in fantasy so a lot of people are looking at trading him out this week i don't um, think he's an urgent sell other than he's a candidate for a sell for one of the players that you've missed which is the situation that i find myself in i don't yep. really have any urgent sells but i've got a, one or two guys i missed who i want to buy so i think he's got to be the first one out the door yeah if you stay patient there's a good there's still a chance that he he Averages Absolutely. 45 over a string of, you know, six weeks and gets the uh, price rises that we were hoping for. But, you know, at this point, ideally you want guys who are going to make money quick and that's put him back a bit, that first up score. So he is a trade, uh, you know, option. Tedesco isn't. 18 first up is pretty horrible by his standards. But, uh, you know, he needs to do a lot in attack to score well. They were mm. up against a good team. This week they've got Manly, who came, what, 14th last year, 15th. Next week they've got... Uh, Parramatta came last last year, so there should be a lot of uh, attacking chances for Tedesco. If he struggles in the next two weeks, you know, yeah. then you can consider you know wild things like offloading. But if he struggles, his price would drop so much anyway that there's mm. no point. If he has two more quiet games, basically that just means he's on the watch list for everyone who doesn't have him. Exactly. Not that you should sell him if you do have him. Yeah. Another um, guy like that is Angus Crichton, who's been named on well, the bench. Well, I was about to say. Yeah, named on the bench again this week. I would guess that he probably starts, even though they've named him on the bench. But uh, I don't know. Your thoughts? He only played 20 minutes or or something like that. Yeah, it came on just after the 60-minute mark. Um, I was out there today. I spoke to Angus. Um, So I actually spoke to him on Friday as well. I've just been pestering him all week. Um, (laughs) And what he said on Friday was basically he's he's not keen to make himself into a – you know, a utility or playing a bit of middle like he wants that edge back row spot. And he sort of clarified that – today, Tuesday, when I was out there um, with, you know, I'm an edge back rower, but also, you know, Mitch Orbison's a club legend, 270 games, played great. I'm prepared to bide my time and earn my stripes and do what I need to do at training. So he sort of was angling more towards this might happen for a few more weeks. Um, I mean, Orbison has a lot more utility value than Crichton does. He can come on and do a job in the centres, you know, go to dummy half if you need him. Um, premiership wing halfback, obviously, last year. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Look, don't get me wrong. We all love Mitch Orbison. <laughs> but the Roosters have splashed the cash on a current yes. Blues player, Angus Crichton, one of the more dangerous second rowers, edge runners in mm. rugby league. He's going to be starting soon. Orbison is going to be a bench player. It's mm. going to happen this week or next week. Is so. this just a huge alpha move from Trent Robinson that he can afford to buy an incumbent origin player? And then it's an amazing move <laughs> if that's it, if that's what it is. But, um, yeah, so in the meantime, I mean, if you haven't got him, hopefully he just keeps playing mm. you know, limited bench minutes and then his price just drops and drops and drops. And then when he starts starting yeah. and hitting 50s and 60s, then snap him up. I'd love four to six weeks of <laughs> his 20-minute bench action and then straight into the starting side. I'm not optimistic of it lasting that long. I, let's just assume that's what's going to happen. Um, dogs and the Eels. Uh, should be an interesting one. Dogs were not good in round one against the Warriors. Um, have named the same team. The, the team selection came in for some criticism, mostly from Bulldogs fans. Um, no changes thus far. Everyone's crying, where's Reese Martin? I think the issues are more in the uh, the three-quarter line. I'm not sure Marcelo Montoya is a centre, but whatever it is, they're running with it for now. Um, Lachlan Lewis racked up a big score mm. um, despite the loss with uh, a bit of tackling to do and a lot of long kicking out of trouble to do. So he might be a pretty reliable uh, fantasy yeah. option in the halves for both, you know, dogs being good or bad. 
Yeah, definitely an option. Did better than a lot of others that um, are popular. Uh, Dylan Napa is a bit of a cash cow option, but only managed to score in the 20s, high 20s. Yeah, most uh, of that in the first 15 or so minutes. Yeah, too. yeah. Started well enough. Uh, played 43 minutes, which is probably going to be what he's going to get. He's yep. not a massive minute player. Uh, more of an impact kind of defensive guy, if anything. So... Yeah, a bit of a worry there. Um, not an urgent sell, but one to consider in the next few weeks. Kerrod Holland's a popular centre. He was great in the second half of last season. Got 25. Um, as we've said before, he's going to need to be involved with try-scoring plays. Mm. Really. He's moved sides as well. So last yeah. year it was Josh Jackson, Matt Frawley and Kerrod Holland with Remus Smith on the outside. They were all right-edge players. Frawley's obviously left the club and the rest of them are all on the left or... Um, Holland and, and Jackson are playing left this year, which seems a little bit one of those, I don't know, weakening a, a strength to mm. strengthen a weakness sort of approaches. So I don't know how long that's going to last either. Yeah, good chances there's quite a lot of tweaking of this team list in the next few weeks if results you know, don't go their way. They've got the Eels who uh, really can't cop a break in terms of injuries. They lost Locke, Nathan Brown to a pec rupture, which is a three- to four-month injury. They've got him as a round 14 estimated return to play. Um, utility Will Smith has gone to round eight with a broken arm. Uh, Jamin Salmon returns uh, not at centre for the suspended Michael Jennings, but on the bench as the utility for Smith with uh, Josh Hoffman getting the call up in the three-quarter line. Uh, Fantasy-wise, Dylan Brown got 30 without really doing much, which yep. is pretty encouraging signs. He'll get bigger scores than that in the near future. Um, anyone else really catch the eye? Uh, Reed Marnie, mid-50s. Yeah, of course. Got a try. I've got him. I should have spotted that. <laughs> um, you know, good first-up score. You probably want a little more without the try, mm. to be honest. Um, but, you know. Well, with no Will on. Smith there, that's, that's Jamin true. Salmon's spent the summer training at centre. He's not really a dummy half. Yeah, Salmon looks like a, a straight outside back, um, mm. you know. He plays six, he plays centre, but does he play hooker? But, uh, yeah, but... Uh, yeah, backup half, a backup, sorry, a backline player for mm. any injuries rather than a, yeah, a bench hooker. Um, so, yeah, good signs are good there that uh, Reed Money can play 80. Uh, Dylan Brown, as you said, scored 30. He made 27 tackles for one missed tackle. So, that defense is great, uh, like a great base for a half to have. Uh, the ones that really hurt you are when um, they make, you know, a half that makes five or 10 missed tackles a game. Just yeah. Cannot score any points in fantasy. So good start there from him. Uh, Mike Sivo's a popular buy. Didn't really get much to do against Penrith, unfortunately. Definite hold, yeah. He's yeah. against uh, Dogs this week and had a couple of passes from Jennings mm. that, um, you know, the pass was probably on at least in one case, but went astray. So, you know, he had a, a try disallowed because of a Jennings yep. infringement in the lead-up. So potentially a, a few bigger scores from him coming. Um, Sean Lane and Marata yeah. Nukore, both really good in the back row. Nukore got a try. Uh, Lane, I think, got the try assist for the Jennings try. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. He got 47, maybe. Yeah. Um, Nukore, I really wanted, and then I talked myself out of it just with Manu Mau back, and he was already a bit expensive, and I'm kind of regretting that already. Yeah, he's got that spot locked up for a while. He played great. Mm. Um, you know, his defense really is great and, and a good try. So, um, yeah, some good signs for the Eels. Um, yeah, much better than, than last year, as you pointed out. You know, they've got more away wins in 2019 <laughs> than they had in, in 2018. So, And they can get another one here easily if, mm. they, if both teams play like they did last week. Well, starting 2-0 and after starting 0-6 and mm. last year would be chalk and cheese. Uh, the West Tigers host the Warriors in the final match of the round. Um, Tigers are pretty good out in a very wet Leichhardt. Yep. Although, to be fair, they weren't given a lot of competition by Manly. 
Um, big stories here, fantasy-wise, Luke Garner, um, obviously boosted by a tribe at 55 at a, uh, a very cheap, you know, big-minute second row. Is fantastic yep. signs for him. Thomas McKayley off the bench uh, looks like a points-per-minute machine. Was it 36 in 31? Very yep. busy. Um, SR Masters was good if you forked out for a, a premium centre. Um, Robbie Farrow was great, but probably won't score two tries every week. You wouldn't think so, but he was excellent. Um, got through a lot of defence as well. Uh, Ryan Madison hit 50. He's a pretty popular kind of cut price keeper yep. option. Uh, made a good start there. So, yeah, good signs for all the Tigers, really. Um, most Zembai is in the reserves this week, mm. so he could come back in uh, on game day. They do play on Sunday. So yep. a lot of time for that to uh, happen. But, yeah, Garner and McKayley maybe are the, are the obvious cash cows if you haven't got them right now. For sure. Finishing up with the Warriors, they were explosive. Um, Heaps of good players. Adam Kieran in the halves, 68 for him in price rookie is just absolutely brilliant. Um, Roger Tuovasa-Shek, if you got him, was um, certainly justified his spot in your fantasy team. Um, Lachlan Burr named to start again at lock despite Isaiah Papali'i returning. He's on the bench, although whether that holds through to game day is the question. Um, Any other fantasy talking points there? Uh, not really. Um, Isaac Luke's in the reserves as well. Could be mm. on his way back soon. Don't buy Nat Roach. Don't buy Nat Roach. So, yeah, I mean, Kieran's absolute must-have. Yeah. Uh, probably get him into your starting team if he was in your NPRs last week as well. <laughs> yeah, don't remind me. <laughs> uh, that's about it. If Papa Lee gets a start, he's a you know potential high-scoring player priced at about 40 in future weeks. Um, even better if his price drops a little you know, as a bench player this week and then uh, snap them up in a few weeks. But, um, yeah, Kieran and, and RTS are the, are the real go-to buys there. We get cracking on some questions, of which there were many. Uh, starting off with Alessandro Toloca, how will Tyson Frizzle's injury affect the Dragons' forward rotation? Who are the players that will benefit from a fantasy perspective? Yes, well, as we said, Host and Laurie are the two big ones. So Jacob Host's job security got a whole lot better all of a sudden, so he looks like the one to get. He's still pretty cheap in the mid-200K or something, I think. Yep. Uh, got a little price boost, but that will keep going if he keeps hitting 40s, which is very achievable as a big-minute second rower. Uh, Laurie's a really good scorer when he's on the field, but as we've said, Corbin Sims could easily bump him out of the starting team next week. But, you know, given, you know, no DeBellin and no Frizzell and yeah. a few of their big-minute guys, if Laurie goes back to the bench, could still get... Maybe 40 minutes. Well, he got 50 last week in 40 minutes, so Mm. he could easily keep doing that. Uh, Question from Anthony Hayes, who is the actual Anthony Hayes, the Australian actor from the excellent movie Animal Kingdom and a whole bunch (laughs) of shows like Water Rats and Blue Healers, thanks for joining us, asks, what's your thoughts on Marty Tapao? Keep, trade, uh, and pick him up again when his price drops. Thoughts there? Uh, He's a keep right now for me. Um, As as we've said, the minutes has to go go up this week with no Fanua Blake in there. And the fact that he was probably underused anyway last week. So uh, he's in my team. I'll be holding. If he gets 40 minutes again, then I'll seriously look at other options. But uh, for now, hold. Mm, worth mentioning that regardless of who the coach is and who else is in the team, he can be a bit of a roller coaster mm. to power. He can be a guy who finishes a season averaging 57 and still go a month with you know sub-40 scores or whatever it is. He can be a little bit up and down, so you kind of have to wear that roller coaster if you've got him. And like we said with Fenor Blakeout, certainly a hold for this week. Yep. Um, Fantasy SLP is uh, pretty keen on Curtis Scott. Uh, He's a specialist. He's crushed a few numbers here. Specialist right side centre, moved to left to accommodate Chambers, now playing back on the right. Um, Numbers suggest he averages a lot more playing right than he does playing left. 
Um, he did score a try in a score of 45, which isn't amazing. Yeah. And it was a runaway try, a few metres in there as well. I think mm. he had 200 metres for the game. But yeah. A lot of them came in that one play. And, yeah, as you say, he still scored 45, so take that out and he gets, what, low 30s? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there might be something to it, but when there's so many cheap centres available yeah. right now, um, like, you can't really fit them all in. If you've got Bird, if you've got both Sharks, dual position players, mm-hmm. um, and there's, you know, a couple of rookies to come if uh, Bronson Sherry and uh, Zach Lomax get a chance, as a lot of people expect at some point this year. So, uh, you know, he could be one of those keeper centres, but not a guarantee, and there's a lot of cheaper options right now. So, Well, exactly. I mean, you look at Britain Accor, way cheaper and scored way more. Is yep. a, just a flat-out better option. Jack Bird cheaper and scored more without a try there's yep. uh you know he, he might be a, a cut price keeper he might go better than last year but there's just so many better options at the moment i think it's uh there's no rush to go and get curtis scott uh scott mccormick wants to know is victor radley a holder or sell what do you expect his minutes and points to be and is john bateman the real deal uh, yeah, Radley is right on that borderline. It mm. depends what your team is looking like. If you have some fires to put out elsewhere, then do that. But if your team's looking reasonably solid, and a lot of, you know, not many really popular buyers flopped massively last week. Tedesco's one, he's definitely a hold. Radley mm. is was already questionable. So I think he's probably going to be a sell for a lot of people. Um, I think his minutes would be roughly what it was. Yeah, he's 50, scoring, 55. His scoring will jump from that. It won't be 28 again. Yeah. Uh, but it might be 38 a game, in which case it's still not really enough to justify having him in your team when there are you know cheaper players scoring more and making more money. So I think probably a sell. He could come back to bite me this week with a couple of tries, yeah. but probably a sell. Uh, John Bateman, the real deal. It looks like it. Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. Uh, Braden asks, how worrying a Jai Arrows minutes and any real reason he had so little game time. So 55 minutes, I think he played. It wasn't really that little game time, was Exactly. It? I mean, for a starting lock, that's kind of par. Mm. I mean, it's about on his average from last year. Yeah. There are a few injury-affected, um, so probably closer to 60 minutes in non-injury-affected games, but it was pretty close to his average from last year. Yeah, so his score was 45, which is not terrible. He's normally a real you know, points-per-minute kind of weapon, can score 60 in 55 minutes. So you're hoping for that, really. Like, maybe he's game time goes up to 60 but it's really the the uh, work rate wise on the field that you're looking for so I wouldn't be selling him yet or anything but um, yeah I mean if if it doesn't lift in the next few weeks again one to maybe consider if there's bargains mm. you're missing elsewhere for sure Sadio Klopp asks is Jordan Kahu a keep or a sell I've heard people saying he could be a slow burning money maker I think that's probably best case scenario. Yeah, yeah, it could be very slow burning. I mean, as you said, he he did spend 15 minutes off the field with an HIA. He did score 22. If he's on the field for those 15 minutes, what does he score? 25. Uh, his break mm. even was, I think, 19. That's gone down a little, but um, yeah, he probably needs you know a try or two or a game where the Cowboys absolutely smash someone and he gets mm. a lot of goals. Uh, he's not a massive tackle breaker. So you want a few 30s at least to boost your yeah. score. So, again, I probably you probably don't need to sell him this week, but uh, have a look. If it looks like getting 20s and you can mm. jump off to another cash cow who's more guaranteed making money, maybe do that. If you've missed someone urgent, yeah, I'd be inclined to sell him. Like, I, I wasn't at all keen on him. You in were the very pre- down on him. I'm very down on him. And, um, and it's only one week. So at some point, 
like you said, the Cowboys are going to put 10 tries on someone and he's going to get 10 goals. At yeah. some point, he's going to score a try. There's going to be some 40s in there at some point. You just hope, and hope it happens in the next few weeks and not in round 24. Exactly. Uh, Roy Boy wants to know uh, what's happening with Cam McInnes if he's getting switched around in this new Dragons spine. Mm. It's a pretty good question. It's a very good question, um, and it is a consideration for him. You really want 80 minutes a game. He scores mostly through tackles, and so yep. for him to get 50 tackles, he needs to play pretty much the whole game. So... Um, yeah, I think it's a concern if you've got him mm. to keep doing this. We don't know if they're going to do it all year, but that's kind of how they're set up at the moment. Uh, if it starts working, then, you know, they'll stick with that. Mm. So. I mean, what he's sort of, I think he got about five minutes in a, a bit of a lock-loose forward roll once yeah. the spine reshuffle happened, and then he got subbed off for Blake Laurie for the last nine or ten minutes. So he ended up with 70, 71 minutes. Um, probably mostly 80, I think, last year. So, yeah, yeah it's probably going to have a little bit of a price correction while still finishing up as one of the better hookers. Exactly. He's not going to be a bad scorer by any means, mm. but uh, it could dip him down a bit below the uh, Cameron Smith, Damien Cook bracket. Uh, Ururoa KW asks, uh, Radley to Gillett worth a look, or will Gillett's minutes get affected when Haas comes back? I'm not sure if Haas is going to affect his minutes too much. Um, I don't think Gillett was always going to play 70 minutes. I think the no. injury... Uh, kind of reshuffled things. I mean, they used uh, stags early on, like five minutes into the game. So they lost a bench player and, you know, their rotation shifted a little. But, yeah, I mean, if he's going to stay locked, he probably will play, I don't know, 50, 55, 60 minutes a game. I reckon 60-ish, yeah, high yeah. 50s. And do we expect him to stay at lock all year? I mean, we were... Well, I mean, once all their, you know, lodge comes back yeah. and, you know, Payne Guy's got his fitness up, you know, surely... You'd Haas think, is back as well. And Haas is back. You'd think... Pangai ends up in more in the 13. Does I mean, they, they sound like they've moved Gillett to more of a middle yeah. role, but he's certainly capable of playing on the edge where he spent pretty much his whole career. I mean, they do have... They've got so many options. They've got Glenn, who was great in the preseason. They've got Fafita now, who's bumped out Sewer. So there's mm. three other edge second rowers. There's two spots up for grabs. So they've got to fit them all in somewhere. That could be the reason why Gillett's playing uh, at lock. Uh, yeah, so I wouldn't expect him to score 60 again this week necessarily, but there's every reason he can score 45, 50, which is you know, good for his price. Still up, was it 37 break-even to yeah. start the year, something like that. Nicholas Bett uh, is trading out Jordan Carhu. He wants to get Jacob Host, Lockie Burr, or uh, Thomas McHaley, which are the three is best. I think um, general job security and immediate scoring, probably Host. Yep, I agree. Uh, Burr is a big question mark with his uh, spot... I mean, he could lose his spot this weekend or, or next week with Papa Lee back in the uh, in the mix of the Warriors. Uh, McKaylee's a bench prop. Very rookie, young bench rookie prop Rookie bench well. prop, yeah. so not a lot of security there. So, yeah, host is the, is the one at this point. Um, Gillette or John Bateman asks Thomas. Uh, I think I like Bateman. Mm. Um, he didn't score as many. I, don't, I think he's more expensive as well, but uh, he's... In terms of maintaining it. Exactly, yeah. Like, the signs are really good. That's his first game. He played 80 minutes. His work rate was great. Um, he's available at centre as well. So, at this point, you can... I mean, I'm pretty sure at this point he's going to be the top-scoring centre in all of fantasy this year. So, if you buy him, you're buying a keeper. Gillian, it might end up being a high 40 scorer. Mm. and he's not quite. That's not quite enough for a starting second rower. Um, so, I'd probably go straight to Bateman. Yep, like it. Um, Hayuga asks, how many minutes do you expect Hame Sele to play? Well, it depends if he gets another injury. Yeah. <laughs> if he breaks his arm again, he might not play too Yeah, much. he scored pretty well last week. Um, yeah. Played about 15 minutes, scored about 
14, 15 points. Yeah, it's about a point a minute. Uh, a lot of tackles. So, again, uh, he's named it starting lock. Hopefully that means 50 or 60 minutes for him. Mm. So could be a decent score. Yep. Uh, John Maloney asks, now that David Fafita is named, is he a must-have at that price tag, considering what he is capable of, thinking of trading Lane for Fafita, which I think might be two separate questions. Trading Lane for Fafita? Lane did... Oh, no, Sean Lane for David Fafita. Yeah, 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 I I wouldn't do that. No, Sean Lane was rock solid last week. Definitely hold him. Um, Fafita, we'll wait and see. As we just Mm. discussed, they've got a lot of options in that second row. You know, if Pangai starts to lock, does Gillett become a second rower? Does Fafita go back to the bench in that situation? Um, I'll wait and see. If he, you know, kills it this week, then that could change things. But, yeah, I wouldn't be buying him mm. just now. I mean, clearly a monster. He could be anything in he's the game. He's got a great but player, yeah. a lot of forwards there, and he was on the bench last week and had a little bit of a struggle in the All-Stars game. I'll be having at least a, a week or two look yep. um, before jumping on. Uh, Dylan asks Victor Radley to Murata Nyakore a good trade well it's probably not the worst bear in mind that yeah. Nyakore got a try bear in mind Manu probably takes his starting spot in round 6 yeah I prefer to trade to one of the definite cashies mm. that we've mentioned um, host or one of the obvious guys the must haves that you haven't got but if you've got all them then yeah it's not a bad move yep Can of worms, should I be worried? In brackets, I am worried about McInnes' minutes and output. Have Jake Friend, so thinking of trading McInnes down to a cow, jumping on Cookie in a couple of weeks. Well, if you've got Friend and McInnes, you probably don't need both of them at this point of the year. Yeah, that's an interesting point. He's really loaded up on uh, hookers there. and friends hit the jackpot with uh, with Friend. Yeah, so, yeah, I don't hate it. I mean, it is... Up until this week, McInnes was a definite keeper. You don't trade out keepers, especially mm. after one. Well, I had him. He score. was my hooker all through the preseason yeah. until this whole spine switcheroo mm. storyline emerged, and that's when yeah, I got same. rid of him. Yeah, ruled him out. Uh, when that happened, uh, yeah, I don't know. It seems very early to be yeah. trading out a possible keeper, but there's a bit to like there. If your team's great otherwise, then you can go for it. Cook will probably take a little longer than a couple of weeks to free up the cash for mm. it, maybe, but... Um, yeah. There are some really good cows. If you're missing someone like a Kieran or an Akora, yeah, like, there's a lot of yeah, you have fast to sell someone to get them. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Tayoni Tane asks, did Damien Cook intentionally have a sub-60 score because he chose Cameron Smith as his hooker in fantasy? Oh, I really hope so. Conspiracy theories. And it's, are a, it is advanced fantasy playing. <laughs> it's super advanced. <laughs> uh, I, w- I would guess no. I would hope no. He might be banned from playing fantasy if that was the case. <laughs> Wayne Bennett wouldn't stand for this. I don't for think he would enjoy that. He still scored 57. He still played pretty well. Wasn't so. too bad. Looked like he was trying when he was out there. Yeah. Nah. Uh, I, I like the idea, but <laughs> let's not talk about that. <laughs> uh, Nick McCarthy, is it worth trading non-playing reserves like a uh, Micah Sivo or Ruben Garrick to a Jack Bird or a Braden Burns, or is it too early to jump off cash cows after one week? Your thoughts? I think hold those guys and hope for the best. But, um, on their own, they're a hold. It's yeah. only if you've really missed someone important. Um, Jack, if you can do it in one trade, then Ruben Garrick to Jack Bird, I would do. Yep, yep. Sivo, I think I can see scoring sooner than I think that's Garrick. it. You're looking at potential, really, for those guys. And for those wingers, you only really need one or two big scores, and it just bumps their price yeah. for a while. So Garrick, I don't know. I don't have him. I don't know if he's going to get that monster score. Like a Revelawa with his 10 tackle breaks on the weekend. You mm. know, Sivo is you know, that kind of player, theoretically. Yeah. And if he gets a few tries, as he could this week, then you know, that could be enough to bump his price for a while. So, uh, yeah, maybe Garrick, not Sivo. Is that what we're saying? I would, if I was getting rid of one, it would be Garrick first, yep. yeah. 
uh, Nator asks, is Katoni Staggs worth picking up? Uh, well, he's named on the bench again this week. So I'm yeah, he's on the bench, no. so no. Yeah, no, don't do that. Um, Bailey Smith is concerned about Kerrod Holland um, and also mm. Victor Radley, who we've talked about a lot, but um, Kerrod Holland yeah, in the centre spot as well. Yeah, I'm also a bit concerned. Uh, I haven't got him, but, yeah, if you bought him, you really wanted him to be, you know, exploding out of the gates with the kind of scoring that he showed in the second half of last year. Unfortunately, the Bulldogs don't look great this they year. They don't like scoring a lot of points. And attacking centres. I mean, if you want an attacking centre uh, who's reasonably cheap, you know, you want someone playing at a Broncos like Jack Bird is or at the Rabbitohs like Braden Burns is. Um, and, yeah, with those guys who are cheaper or these absolute bargain dual position players, uh, I think, yeah, he's probably a trade. Well, there are more questions, but they're basically about the same players we already talked about, so we might wrap it up there. Big week of thinking and decision-making ahead. Uh, for me, it's going to be Radley out hosting. You got any trades lined up? I think I might do something very similar, yes. Mm. Um, all righty. Well, nice one. Good pod. We'll be back this time next week to talk teams once again. Thank you. Thank you.